feel like to all the good guys out there that feel like pursuing is 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 bad. It's it's not true at all. I mean, girls are they're you know wanting you to. If, I would like to second that. If you're if you're, <laughs> if you're a good guy and you're respectful, then then you kind of owe it to yourself and you owe it to the girls to kind of make that connection. Another episode of Dear Men. I'm really excited about this one because um, we've never done this format before, and it's in response to the format from last week, which was Girl Talk, where I had a couple of my girlfriends and we discussed uh, pursuing. And I thought it would be cool to get some guys over to discuss their thoughts on the subject and to kind of break down um, their response to Girl Talk. And to just sort of get their world and understand what it's like to be a guy who is pursuing and um, kind of the impact that that can have on on the feminine. So we're going to hear from four guys today. And um, I'm really curious to hear what you guys think about this episode. I actually didn't end up pushing a survey about this topic because honestly, I wasn't exactly sure what to ask. So I think this particular podcast will sort of inform that and if it feels like the right thing to do I'm definitely going to ask especially the guys that are listening to respond to a survey because I'd love to hear what you all have to say about this topic. So um, we're just going to go around and introduce ourselves just say your name and um, your age and your relationship status. All right my name is Jack I'm 31 and I am engaged. And I am David. I am 48, and I am single. Uh, I am Cullen, and I am 26, and I am super single. (laughs) I am Teddy, I am 24, and I've been single for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. So, similar to Girl Talk, I think before we sort of break down the topic in general, I would love to hear from you guys um, a story of when you feel like pursuing didn't go well for you, and then a story of when it did. Because I really want to understand the difference between how it feels on your side and and what's going on for you. So, um, let's just do the the stories where it didn't go well first, and then we'll do the ones where it did. So, Jack, do you want to start? Sure, I can start. Um, so thinking about stories that didn't work well, um, I think the hardest thing is actually when I didn't pursue at all and the feeling of, I'm not sure what would have happened and I didn't actually get to find out Mm. and then feeling like beating myself up the same night or the next day of not even trying to go for it in the first place. Mm. So that's, that happens, that happened many times when I was single of just not even approaching in the first place. Mm. Um, and then, uh, another time, I guess it, it didn't work, but I kind of turned it into a game was in college. Um, I was a bit more into pickup and my friends were into pickup and, uh, we would just try to go up and say stupid things to girls. (laughs) And, um, 
I was even nervous to do that. And so what we did instead was we made it a game to get the most rejections mm. instead of getting the most uh, res- gr- good responses. Okay. And then, like, the nervousness was gone because it was like, well, this is a game. I'm trying to actually get rejected. And I did, but it wasn't so bad. It was like I'd go up and say something and they'd be like, they would just ignore me or say no thanks. And that was it. And uh, how many, I'm just curious, like, how many ratio-wise were rejections? Uh, I would say, actually, there was some good responses. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I approached ten girls that night, probably seven of them were no, and one was maybe, like, yes, and two were, like, I'm not sure. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> pretty good. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so, similar to Jack... Um, so many missed opportunities times when I never approached that I just got really frustrated. It was like, oh God, I wish I had. But my story is one of I waited um, too long in the pursuit. So this was somebody that I knew, somebody that I had become really good friends with, and I did not own my desire right up front. Mm. So... Uh, we're talking several months, even maybe a year or two later, um, we were at an event, and I was really feeling it for her. And then I did pursue, and um, it, it got it got weird. Yeah. And then the next day, or a few days after, she told, she told me, she was like, she was feeling really uncomfortable with me, and uh, she was very upset. Yeah. And... It was like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't go well at all because, first of all, I didn't own my desire for her and just say, hey, look, I'm attracted to you. I would like to take you out. Because if I had done that right up front, mm-hmm. it would have saved me so much, you know, months or years of, like, uh, of desire but not knowing is it ever going to go anywhere um, or getting stuck in the friend zone. I could have been direct right off the bat. And mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest life lessons I've ever had mm. is to be direct right up front. Hey, I like you. I want to take you out. And if she says, no, great, then I'm not wasting any more of my time. Yeah. And I can move on. Yeah. That's interesting what you said about that she was uncomfortable because it was it sort of like, Dude, we've been friends for a while now, and now you're bringing this this into the equation, right. and it doesn't feel safe somehow. Right. Well, she didn't. Yeah, and she didn't know that I had any of those feelings yeah. for her. Yeah. So it was more like, yeah, I'm in the friend zone. I didn't own my desires for her, and then when it when I I finally did, it got weird. Yeah. Instead of like me just being upfront and just being direct, hey, I'm attracted to you. Would you like to go out? Yeah. Then she would have had plenty of opportunity to say, no, I'm not interested in you in that way. Mm-hmm. And it would have stayed clean and would not have been weird between us at all. Yeah. And were you guys able to work through that weirdness? Absolutely. Because okay. what, I, what I did was I approached her and I said, look, um, I've had this desire for you for a long time. I did not own that. And I apologize. Mm. And from there, it's like, yeah, this is where I'm at. And I understand you're not interested in that. And, you know, I respect your boundaries very, um, very much. And I respect you as a friend. Mm. And, and it was fine after that. Yeah. I took ownership of all the crap that I had done up to that point. Yeah. Totally. That's pretty. It was a great life lesson. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like there are a lot of, I feel like there are a lot of men that could probably relate to that. <laughs> so thank you.
Yeah, I think going off of that, I think timing is really important. And when I was thinking about a bad experience that I've had, it's probably like a month or two ago. I was at this bar. Actually, my man Teddy was there. <laughs> um, and we were in like the dance floor section of the bar. And I were playing like a song that I really loved. It was like some old Kanye or something. And I remember there was this like beautiful girl like across the bar. And she was like dancing and feeling it the same way that I was. And we like caught eyes. And, like, I started moving closer to her, and she started moving closer to me. And I was like, oh, like, hell yeah. Like, this is great. And we were, like, dancing. And I remember, like, she had, like, like dude friends with her. And they were, like, overly protective. They were, like, looking at me like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like, stay away from our girl or whatever. But she was, like, totally cool. And we were dancing. And, like, it was just, like, she was so, like, freaking hot that, like, like something in me just, like, shut down. Because mm. it was, like, almost, like, too good to be true. Yeah. And I, I, like, backed down, and, like, luckily, like, I came back, like, 30 minutes later, and I caught her. She was leaving. I was like, hey, like, let me get your Instagram real quick, blah, blah, blah. And we exchanged Instagrams. I still follow her. I still watch her stories. She still watches mine. But I've never, like, made that leap to mm. actually message her. And I think going off of what he just said, like, timing is so important, and I wish I would have owned it immediately. Because, mm. like, now I almost feel like if I do that, it's kind of weird. Like, I'm kind of waiting for her to reach out at this point because I think I missed my opportunity. Yeah. I really... That really strikes me, what you just said about sort of, like, maybe it's too good to be true or she's too beautiful. Like, I've heard that from other guys where it's, like, almost paralyzing. Like, there's a certain level of attraction where it's, like, above that level, you're just like, uh, like, you can't really do anything. Yeah. And I think um, as, a, as a woman on the other side, I don't know whether that's ever happened because no man has ever been like, this happened to me with you. But I imagine possibly it did and... For me, I was like, oh, I guess he just doesn't like me, which is really ironic because it's the opposite. It's like he likes her so much that he can't really take action. It's like paralyzing. Yeah. And (laughs) but the but the effect is sort of like, oh, bummer. Like, I guess I guess he doesn't really like me. So I want to come back to that. And and the second thing you said as well, I want to come back to which is like kind of sort of waiting for her to reach out. I want to come back to that. Okay. So for me, I have kind of two different stories that that have happened on a recurring basis. Um, one of which is when I'm in a mood where I'm really energetic. I'm going out. I'm 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 happy. I feel confident. I look good. I got new clothes on. I have my chest out. You know, and, and you get more you get more people interested that way. Yeah. Um, even guys and girls, like who is this guy? You know, you yeah. carry yourself with more more kind of energy. But my issue there, <laughs> what I've seen there, is I kind of like. I lack focus at just kind of finding one girl I'm interested in and staying interested in her. Um, since this is kind of like a rare feeling that I get into, uh, sometimes I'll ask like two girls for their number and they're like, turns out they're friends with each other or they came there together. Yeah. I remember one time I got a girl's number and then a, a little bit later in the night I asked another girl for a number and, and she, was, she was feeling me. So she's about to give me her number, but I had the other number still in my dial, like the dial pad. <laughs> And I had the girl's name in there, and she immediately was like, "No, no, I'm not about it." So I think like, like when I'm in that on that high of like feeling really confident and knowing that I'm going to be successful at meeting like a really cool girl, I lack like enough focus mm. and like directness. That's interesting. Or, or sometimes I'll see a girl and I'll just be so like starstruck by her beauty. I'll just like walk up to her and say, "Oh my gosh, you're incredible," but then like just leave, just walk away, like. I just kind of lack, like, the focus of actually, like, you know, talking to her, generating that rapport, then getting her her information after that. Huh. Can you say more about that last one of, like, wow, I think you're amazing, and then just 
just dip like yeah <laughs> yeah i know I, I i know it's not the right thing to do but i find myself doing it just when you know i, I see a girl that's like stunning like a 10 out of 10 i get intimidated by her yeah and like you said in uh the last uh, episode the girl talk it's like it's like a butterfly in a case like i feel that that way very much that i don't want to like mm. enter her space and like bring any weirdness into her life at all so I just like admire her from afar but you mentioned that sometimes you do go up and actually engage and say like well I think you're amazing and yeah. then and then you talk yeah, for a while and then you just leave and then I just leave okay. I mean I, I go into it just just wanting to compliment her and, and yeah. just make sure she's having a great night and not really get anything else yeah. out of it that's yeah. so interesting. See, yeah. this is why I want to do this episode. I think that's fascinating. And then, I didn't, we'd never have called that. <laughs> and then on the flip side, uh, sometimes I go out and I'm not kind of feeling that energetic. And this is probably the majority of the time. I'm just, I'm really just hanging out. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm going out with Colin. And I'm really there to see, to see my friends and have a, dr- a drink and do some dancing. And uh, if I do get like, a, like, you know, a signal from a girl... I immediately like start thinking of a reason why she's not available to me. Oh, I think that's say more about that. I think it's self sabotaging. Um, You know, I I'll immediately start to think that she's uh, dating someone, or or she is closed off, like she doesn't open up to people at bars, or she's already going to go to this like you know after party at some rich dude's house. I just feel like (laughs) she's not going to like change her night for me, or like be very accommodating to me. So I'm like coming up with reasons why I can't talk to her before I even try to. Okay. And I know that's bad. I know that's self-sabotaging, but it's just like a bad, bad, like habit. Totally. Well, it's, it's how it shows up for you. Has anyone else had a similar experience to that? Definitely. Yeah. Especially when I, when I was younger and I was doing more of the bar scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. There were all the stories going through it. And I would basically just count myself out Mm. before I was even in yeah. To start. Right. Yeah, because yeah, if I if I had had if I had, if I knew if I knew then what I know now, it's it, it it can be so simple as just going up say hey I'm really nervous, but I just I just there was something about you I had to say hello hi my name is such and such it's that simple mm. yeah but we make it such a really big deal <laughs> right yeah. yeah well one thing I found interesting about what you just said was that it's when she drops you a handkerchief. Like, when there's some signal, when there's some indication, yeah. then you start disqualifying yourself. Yeah. Like, that's really interesting because I, as a woman, I feel like I've been in that circumstance where, like, I drop a handkerchief and then, like, nothing happens. and Or he starts to turn away from me. And I'm like, but I, that's so confusing. Like, I don't understand why. Like, because what you said wasn't, like, there is some beautiful girl and I start disqualifying myself. It's, like, when there's some kind of, like, hey, this could happen indication you know what I mean like when it actually becomes like a possibility in the field then it's like oh but da 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 it's not just like you're wandering around with those all the time right yeah I think that happens a lot yeah like fast forwarding in our minds to some unfavorable circumstance which is not healthy I don't think it's it's good um yeah but it's true I mean I feel like that's good to talk about this stuff yeah (laughs) do you have anything to add Jack I think more of mine is like not if I was necessarily receiving like a, someone dropped a handkerchief, mm-hmm. but just like some hot girl at a bar, I would all of a sudden be like, well, she's probably taken all these stories about her that I don't know anything about. Mm. And I would really only pursue if I was like 99.9% sure that she was single and available, which you can't figure out from stories. Like usually that would be like days after whether I like 
would check her out on Facebook or whatever or ask a friend. And then I was like, oh, she's single. And then I would pursue. But in Mm. the moment, it was all these stories, and I didn't. Okay. Interesting. And do you have anything to add to that before we move on? Um, I mean, I I think we could just talk about, like, the the specific moment. Like, I think there's a lot of power in that first initial moment. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of guys lose that chance. Like, kind of going off of my story, like, I think if I would have been a little bit more pursuant, I probably could have hung out with her. I probably yeah. could have talked to her more because we seem to get along really well. And I kind of regret that because mm-hmm. like, I like psych myself out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was thinking, I've been thinking about this too, because, um, there's that phrase strike while the iron is hot. And I have noticed in myself that when, um, when I do drop a handkerchief and the man pursues me right away, like you said, that there's a lot of energy there and there's a lot of excitement and it's very like, galvanizing and I'm, I'm excited about it. And I've noticed that when I drop a handkerchief and he doesn't pursue me right away, there's like a delay. Uh, this happens very often to me. I start to lose interest. And after like two days, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I guess if you ask me out now, I'll still say yes, but like, I'm not excited anymore. Like I was really excited. Like I met this guy, we were vibing. It was really cool. And there was like that energy building. And then he kind of went away for a while. I don't really know. Did he meet someone else? Is he like all of my insecurities start coming up? And then after two or three days, I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, it dissipates. Like it's just my excitement is sort of like, okay, well, mm-hmm. okay. You missed this. That's crazy to know that that's happening on the other side because he's, <laughs> going, he's going through the same thing too. I mean, he, he sees you and you have like a very brief moment and if he doesn't act right then, then his insecurities come up mm. and he, he's, you know, coming up with reasons why you're unavailable and you are like, why didn't he make a move on me? Is he not, am I not interested yeah. enough? So you're both kind of going through this weird insecure thing when you actually could have had, you know. Yeah, or even because you swapped Instagrams with her. I've had that happen too where we swap Instagrams and then we're chatting and that's that's it. And then like the chat will like die for a day and it's sort of like, well, what are you waiting for? Like yeah. I, now I'm now I'm not excited about going out with you because, again, like I don't know if you're talking to other people and if you're, I don't know, like I don't know. And so... Um, I think that's really striking about the the striking while the iron is hot. I know I just said striking twice. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> the It's sort of like when they tell you when you're taking the SATs, they're like, first thought, best thought. First yeah. thought, best thought. Like, you see it, there's energy, go after it right then. Because if you wait, it's sort of worse on both sides, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think that's a good, yeah, I think yeah. that's a good sort of takeaway. Yeah, it's really, takeaway. for me, it was about that energy, like that nervous feeling actually like, is is the attraction it's like when you're both nervous and you don't really know what's going on and if you just can act on that moment mm-hmm. it's it's almost amazing what will happen because like you're that's the attraction versus like waiting days that that dies down and then it's like well who then really the insecurities come in yeah yeah mm-hmm. but but taking the courage or having whatever to actually go on that because you i feel really nervous when that happens yeah um, but the moments when I've taken that nervousness and like turned into, well, whatever, let's just see what happens. Yeah. It's been really positive. Yeah. The, um, the only like corollary that I can draw for me is, um, this is going to sound really funny, but just try to bear with me. Um, I really love Dr. Drew. I'm like a huge fan girl. And I was in an event where he was and I, I was like, oh my God, like I really want to go up to him and tell him how much he meant to me and he was really important on my like sexual journey and he's such a good educator. And um, I kind of did what you said, which was I used this moment where I felt really nervous, kind of like as fuel. I was like, well, okay, <laughs> here we go. Right. Like diving on into a pool or something. I was like, <laughs> hi, 
I mean, I was like totally awkward about it, but I did it and he was really nice and, you know, it worked out, but it was, it was sort of like, I think if I hadn't gone right then, I, I probably wouldn't have done it at all at that event. I would yeah. have been like, I don't know, like he probably gets people coming up to him all the time. Like it'll just be weird. And But you're glad you did it. I'm so glad I did it. And he was yeah. really nice. And yeah. I find what would, in those moments, if I just, if I just literally move, like if I literally just walk towards mm. her. Without, like, even though my mind's like, uh-oh, here we go, here we go. But if I actually make the movement, then that sort of propels me to Literally make, make the move. Yeah, literally, yeah. like, just my feet are going and I'm not thinking about it anymore. Yeah. That's a good, I like that. That's a good takeaway. Then she's probably like, oh, here we go, here we go, too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> exciting. That, yeah. Even though it's also scary, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think another thing to add, whether you're male or female, if you do have the nerve to do it, if you do take that step, like... And if they're not receptive or if for some reason they're rude or your worst nightmare comes true and they throw water in your face or something, that's not the kind of person you want to be with anyway. Yeah, so, like, you're just yeah. weeding them out real quick. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Um, yeah. I, I, before we move on to stories that went well, I just want to hear from guys, like, has that happened to you? Have you had circumstances where you approached a woman and it went terribly and she was really awfully rude to you and it just sucked? I've only had situations where her boyfriend is nearby. <laughs> he steps in and has some rude words to say to me. Okay, but not her. But not really her. Anybody no. else? No. I mean, I, I've had a, I've had girls. I can't give you a specific story, but I, you you get the vibe where they're like, "Fuck you." Like, just with their eyes. And it's like, you just have to be able to separate yourself. Like, no, she doesn't know you. She doesn't know what your intentions are. Like, this is a brief interaction. Like, just don't take it personally. Yeah. Like, you just have to move on to the next one. Like, you have to beat that fear of rejection. So you've gotten the energy of it. The energy Never of it. someone actually saying something no. rude. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll also say, like, I've never had my worst nightmares come true. I've never had a girl slap me from approaching or, like, throw water or beer in my face or anything. It At, at best, it's just, like... You know, or at the worst, it's just like an ego crush. It's like, mm. yeah, I'm not that interested, but it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything to add? No, for me, it's uh, it's the learning of can I not take this personally? Mm. Uh, can I just lose my attachment and it's not personal? Yeah. And just remember, it's not personal. Yeah. It's uh. I have no idea what's going on in their world. They may be having a bad night or whatever it is. So, um, or even when I'm not picking up on a woman's dropping a handkerchief, it could be because I'm somewhere else at the moment Mm -hmm. and I either miss it or something else is happening with me. And and so it's like, yeah, um, I think it's, it's, it's valuable for both sides to really realize that we all have so much stuff going on, especially with, with our phones these days. You know, somebody could get a bad text and all of a sudden their whole world changes in that moment. Mm. And, and we don't really know. So, but, we t- but we have a tendency to, to really reflect, well, it's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Is the reason why they didn't want to say, you know, pursue it or, or any, any further or, or go out with me or whatever. Whereas we really don't know what's going on in their universe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually reminded of a time I was living in Argentina and I had just broken up with my first boyfriend and um, I was really heartbroken. I was really heartbroken and I was sitting in this cafe and this cute guy came and sat kind of like across from me and I could sort of feel his attention on me and sort of maybe feel that maybe he was interested 
And I was just heartbroken. Like my whole world, I was just like collapsed. Like I was just sitting and I couldn't even like look up. Like I could sort of feel his attention on me and I think I'd seen him come in and I was like, oh, he's cute. But I just like didn't even look up because I was like, ugh, I'm so sad. Like even if we went out, I'm just so sad right now. Like I can't, like I just can't, you know? Um, I feel like for me, the, the, the missed connections that never happen are sad, but what's sadder are the missed connections, kind of like what you were saying about you swapped Instagrams and there was some connection and then it just doesn't go anywhere. That's even sadder because there was some, like, I'm sort of available, you're sort of available, like, there, there's at least that much, and then, like, that's my, like, biggest sort of question is like, what is happening there? Because it seems to be happening to a lot of my women friends and myself. And I'm wondering like, what it, what, what is happening there? We should probably just talk about that now since I just asked it and then we can do the good stories. Okay. <clears throat> Any comments? So what is, so what is happening when there is kind of a connection between both of you and they don't, they don't follow through? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I would, I would say along the same lines, like you certainly don't know what's going on in somebody's life unless they've said, Hey, I'm interested in you. I would like to take you out and then don't ask you out. But if that doesn't happen, you don't know if they're married. You don't know if they have a girlfriend. You don't know if, you know, they're sick. I mean, you don't know. So you, it's hard to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I would say from a guy's perspective, uh, like if that happened, I mean, normally I, yes, I am going to follow up for sure. It's like, Hey, you know, it seems like we had a great connection. Somebody I'm really interested in. Um, and I will say too, that I have had women drop major handkerchiefs in front of me and I have been, uh, been nice and kind to them, but I didn't pursue it any further simply because I didn't feel the chemistry. Yeah. You weren't interested. I right? wasn't, I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, all right. So then woman says, all right, so what happened? I'm like, well, um, I didn't say I was going to pursue. Totally. I didn't commit to that. Right. And I'm making that choice not to pursue that any further because I don't feel like it would go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that could be a po- that could be a possibility as well. Yeah. Do you guys have anything? Yeah, yeah. I think I think when you meet somebody in public, you have the highest chance of of making an impact on them. And you know, if you can you know, hang out with them for an extended period that night, I feel like they're going to remember you a lot better. But if you have a shorter interaction and you just get their number, then you pass into like the texting phase. And, you know, as, as time goes on, especially as the next day starts, you're not around them anymore and you're just texting. And that's a very kind of impersonal uh, form of communication as opposed to face to face. So that the interest level just falls off sharply as you text. So you just need to like keep it short and try to meet up again. Yeah. And don't be like, don't text them for weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? They, they don't remember you. The mm-hmm. interest level just falls sharply. Yeah, I can definitely speak to that as I would, most of my women friends that I speak to and myself, when I meet someone and we swap info, like Instagram or phone number or whatever it is, I really want to be asked out quickly. Same. I don't want to text forever. And And I find that that does happen. And it's not that I wasn't interested in him, but it was that, the days and weeks of the, hey, how are you, is not what I want. I want to be like, hey, I want to hang out with you again. Are you free Wednesday? That's what I want. And I find it's often not happening. Is that partly because, like, 
men don't want to be too forward or what? I think it depends on the girl. Um, like for my for in my case, like the story that I told earlier, I think like this this girl that I I met, she I on Instagram, she's a model. Like she's a professional model. Like she makes money off of the way she looks. Like and so I just had this assumption that she probably gets hit on by 90% of the guys that she runs into. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I didn't want to be another guy that made her feel really uncomfortable because of how pretty she was. But because of the way that she was interacting with me and the fact that we were dancing and, like, she probably did want to talk to me and I probably should have hit her up. But I think it was that that fear of, like, making her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I think it can be other things, too. Like, maybe you're not as interested in them as, as you thought you were that night or maybe you lose something. And There's so many different factors that it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say? Yeah, I, I, just relating to what Colin said. At some point, I just learned to just be direct and just say, "Hey, I'm interested in you. I'd like to go on a date with you." And maybe it was yes or maybe it was no. But what, again, what he said is just like it weeds it out, and mm. it just it's just like such a time saver. Mm. It's just like I I when I was single and on Tinder, it was like this game of like back and forth <laughs> texting, and it's like sometimes it'd go, drag on for weeks, and it just was like. This is stupid. Just yeah, like, I, I want to go out with you. Yes. or I mean, I didn't say like, yes or no, but if it was, <laughs> if it was a yes, then it was like, great, here we go. And if, if it was just like more games, then it was just like, well, I'm not that interested anymore because I don't really want to play this game. Yeah. It's a shame that men are not taught that when they're growing up. Yeah. Because it would save so much damn time <laughs> yeah. and yeah. heartbreak yeah. and missed opportunities. Yeah. Because realistically, what we're talking about today is not only about relationships, but it's also about living boldly and taking uh, taking our lives to where we want them. In mm-hmm. I mean, in in the short time frames that we're here on the planet, yeah. there's so many missed opportunities to to meet the the mentor, to meet the coach, or meet the person that's going to make you a billionaire simply because we're too damn afraid mm-hmm. yeah. to or to say and, and instead of being direct, hey, you know what? you're this, or um, I'm interested, I'm curious, can we go have coffee, or whatever. Um, even with, with online dating now, um, I will, the very first email is, is something to the effect of, hey, you know what, you seem very interesting, um, I'm much better, um, com- more comfortable getting to know somebody in person, would you like to have coffee? Mm. Then there's none of this you know, three weeks of back and forth email. It's ridiculous. First of all, I don't have time. Yeah. And, se- and secondly, that's my being direct. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm interested. Would you like to have coffee? And then it's up to her to say yes or no. And I, I'm not taking it. Um, I'm not taking it personally. Yeah. And I've saved a lot of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, as a woman, it feels really good. Yeah. When the man is direct. When the man is direct, I feel like I can relax. And I don't have to wonder what's going on or whether he's all of the things or the, the, what you were saying about, um, I'm pointing to Colin, um, what you were saying about sort of waiting for her to make the first move, basically, I find that a lot where I'm like, I feel off balance. Like, I don't know, am I supposed to reach out to him again? Like, is that, I don't know. Like, I just feel like in this hazy fog of confusion, whereas when he's direct, even if it's a few days later and he's like, hey, I really wanted to ask you out when we first met and I just couldn't get it together, but I'm very interested and I want to see you again. Are you down to meet up? To me, like that message would kind of like get rid of the, that thing I was saying of like the excitement dying down. So I'd be like, oh, 
well, now you're showing up as direct and as forthright. So like now I'm interested again in you again. Like there's something about a man being direct and coming towards me that like perks me up. I'm like, oh, right. like this is exciting again. Like now I feel like pursued basically. Like now I feel like I can show up as, right. as me and I don't have right. to do all of the work. Like there's some like help. I'm getting some help. Some he is, he is setting the tone and taking the lead. Yeah. And that increases the sexual tension. Yeah, that's true. It does. <laughs> <All about that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all like that. I think, and, and I wanted to comment on this earlier too. Um, after listening to Girl Talk last week, I was telling Mel, I actually had a Tinder date last Friday. And I, I think I matched with the girl like a day after I listened to Girl Talk for the first time. And I was like, I'm just going to get straight to the point. I was like, I think you're really pretty. And she reciprocated. She said, I think you have a really pretty face. And I was like, oh, cool. So when can I take you out? And we didn't really get along that well. She was cool. Like, we might be friends. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I'm going to pursue it any further. But the thing that really struck me was that she said, like, I really appreciate how direct you were. Because usually guys will talk to me for three or four weeks. And then I'm bored. Like, stop hitting me up. Like, either do it or don't. And she said she really appreciated that. And I think it's really funny that that was a direct result of the girl talk episode. Yeah. And how did that feel for you doing it that way? I felt like the boss. (laughs) I felt like the man. I felt like the fucking man. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Colin. You're the best. Did you just sign it up? Okay, cool. All right, so, um, yeah, now I just want to go around and hear your stories about when it did go well. I think we've obviously covered some of them, but I'm just curious um, what the story was and then how you felt when that that happened. Okay, uh, I can share, like, two different things because my one success story is more of a fail, but I want to do, like, a success success. I love it, a success fail. Um, At some point, I just, like, learned about eye contact and smiling, I'm just, like, making eye contact with the girl. She looks back at you. You smile. She smiles. And it's like, all right, she likes me. I'm just Mm going to go up and say something. Yeah. And it just became, I wouldn't say that simple because there's still a lot to it. But, like, getting, like, I put out my energy. It was reciprocated. She put out her energy. And then in my body, I was like, it's good now. And usually it was good now because if she's smiling and looking at me back in that way where it's, like, sustained eye contact Mm -hmm. for a couple seconds – it's a go. Mm-hmm. And you just got to go and just go talk to her about anything at that yeah. point. And I think that partly came from just, like, being confident in myself, being out in the world, like, be, having fun just being in the world and being myself. It wasn't about going out and meeting girls. It was just like, oh, here's someone interesting. I'm going to smile at her, bring some energy. If she brings it back to me, great. And if not, that's okay. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a lot of success just smiling at girls and going up and talking and to then them. actually making them and then actually like, like saying and it them. wasn't even just it could be like something flirty just like i don't know one of the things i used to do was just joke about something in the environment like yeah. oh my god like starbucks is charging seven dollars for this piece of shit like whatever it was <laughs> and then and then there's just this way of like if they're talking back there's a good chance they like you yeah um and then my like success fail story so i was i was working in alaska for the summer and I was out to dinner with uh, the group that I was working with, and the waitress was, like, super hot. And she was giving me these eyes, which I was talking about. Like, I was smiling at her, she was smiling at me, and there was, like, a couple of flirty moments. But I was so nervous because I was with a group, and I felt really nervous about asking her out in front of, in front of people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe I can, like, try to sneak away and ask her. And I didn't. 
So I didn't ask her. Okay. And then I went back to the hotel room, and I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, fuck, fuck. And then, like, I was like, I'm going back in. And uh, I, like, started walking down the hall, and my friend is like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going back to the restaurant. Like, I need, I need to just go for it. And he's like, that's the, that's the bold move, like, going back in. I'm like, I know. We'll see what happens. And I went back in, and she was... And I was super nervous. And I'm even nervous talking about the story. But she was, she was like, yeah, I, I would like to see you. I get off of work tomorrow at this time. Come on by to the restaurant. Yeah. And the bad news is I went back the next day and she wasn't there. I was stood up or I don't know if I was stood up or just her schedule changed. Yeah, maybe her schedule changed. And I don't know and I didn't take it personally. And that's sort of how it's a fail. But I also f- just felt really proud of myself. Yeah. For for going for it even though it wasn't like yes we ended up hooking up it was hey at least i had the courage to go in there yeah and even like go back in there and and say something so i felt felt like that was a success you also didn't have to spend the rest of that night beating yourself up for not yeah that would have felt a lot worse i mean it did feel worse like i went back for like a half hour and was like damn it that like why didn't i go in there and then i went back cool that's Mm. a great story i also what i like about that story is like it's never too late like, even if you don't do it in the moment, like, you can still go back. Mm-hmm. Especially if you show up and you're honest and you're like, I really should have asked you out a half hour yeah. ago, but I couldn't get it together, but here I am now. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and I like you. Yeah. Like, that would be very sexy. So, yeah, just absolutely. Um, there are a couple that recently uh, I'm reminded of, and they, they, they're very similar, so I guess this would be my MO. Mm-hmm. Is, uh... <laughs> I, uh, I met both of them at a party, and um, I, I got their information, and it was like the next day or two, I was like, hey, um, uh, I want to take you out, and uh, um, the, uh, I, I'm, I'll go with the second one, because I think it's a little more fun, so um, I said, um, be in my place at 7 o'clock wear this and I will take care of the rest. So she did. And uh, I had the whole night planned. I had all kinds That's of awesome. I had all kinds of fun stuff uh, planned for us and drinks and comedy and everything else. And I mean it was I mean she was just more than delighted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was so on <laughs> But that's that's my MO because that's setting the tone and taking the lead. Yeah. And like I was being, I did, I was direct with her. Hey, I want to take you out Friday night. Are you available? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's no like, uh, you know, I'm not sure, but you know, if you're if you're around or whatever. No, fuck that. <laughs> be direct. And be like, hey, I want to take you out. Are yeah. you available? Yeah. And if not, then so this way I'm laying my cards on the table. Mm. So, like, even even if it's just not for that night, but I'm laying my cards on the table, hey, you know what, I like you, I want to take you out. Mm-hmm. If she's not available at that time or she's not sure, she's damn sure going to remember me because I made it very clear. Yeah. And then at some point in the future, she may reach out, oh, you know what, I really want to go out with that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely say that the, the men who are direct and do, like, take the lead stand out. Because so few men do that now. I don't know. Maybe it was different in previous generations. But I feel like now that's so rare that it definitely stands out. And, and it makes me, what I've noticed that happens for me is I relax. There's some part of me 
that just relaxes. Like, oh, okay, like I don't have to do do it all or figure it out. Like I spend a lot of attention trying to figure it out with, with men, I find. And when he takes the lead and he's direct, I'm like, oh, like I can just be me and show up and kind of like be feminine and right. and excited and I I just feel more relaxed. So I think that's gold for all the guys out there. <laughs> um I kind of want to go back two stories ago when you were talking about eye contact. Um, Because I had one of the craziest stories of my life happen this last weekend. And before we started the episode, Teddy encouraged me to share. Um, We did mimosas with the the bros. We did a bros mimosa brunch. That's adorable, by the way. We called it mimosas. (laughs) Whatever. And I probably drank a little more than I should. I think Teddy can affirm that. He's shaking his head. He's not talking. But. Yes. 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 Um, and I passed out. We went to our friend's house, and I immediately passed out on the couch. And I woke up one round, people throwing footballs at me, trying to wake me up. And then the second time, I woke up to two completely random stranger girls, and they were drawing uh, phallic symbols on my face in Sharpie, which if it was anybody else that did it, I would have been super mad, but the one girl was, like, really cute. <laughs> And, like, I woke up, and I was like, I was like, oh, what the, like, who are you? And I just, the way she looked at me, like, I immediately knew that, like, because she'd probably been looking at me for, like, ten minutes. I was new to the situation. But I knew in her eyes that she was, she was interested, and I immediately, like, grabbed her hand, and we just started kissing. And it was just, like, it was, like, I saw the interest, and I just seized the day. Like, what I should have probably done with the girl from my last story. Mm. And I just, I think that's, that's the thing is, like, if you're picking up these like subtle handkerchiefs, like especially eye contact, I think I, there was something about what you were saying that really resonated with me about eye contact. If you catch the eye contact, physical touch, if, if they're grabby with your hand, like just go for it. Like they're obviously into it. Like do not be afraid. Like the worst that's gonna happen is she tells you no. And if you're a good dude, you accept it and you move on. You don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And I also, I, I just wanna reiterate like the story that I told from Girl Talk was the same idea where I was at the club and in the club <laughs> and I made eye contact with this guy and I held I held it and he came up to me and I was so happy about that because I didn't have to try really hard it was like I was letting him know like hey I'm over here and I like you I'm interested and he took the action he took he made literally made the move and again I felt myself relax I was like wow this is like really easy and fun and yeah like really just it feels really good versus like you held the eye contact and then he doesn't come over and you're like oh okay okay i don't uh, uh, uh." take it away teddy (laughs) (laughs) so so my success story they've all really happened when i'm in a situation where i feel more comfortable like not at a bar i mean out here um you know, a lot of people meet at bars, and that's kind of like the go-to place in L.A. But I didn't grow up in a big city. I grew up in South Carolina, where most of my interactions in high school and college were, you know, hanging out with friends, or at a house party, or, you know, meeting meeting friends through other friends where you get an introduction. And to me, that's like, that's more of like a warm open of like introducing yourself, and you have something to talk about. When you're out, you know, in the club, you, you know, you look at all these people that you don't know and you have to, like, come up with something to talk about other than, you know, how attractive they are. So all of my, like, good stories really happened, you know, in, in a situation where I was really comfortable mm. and the girl didn't have, like, a guard up because we're just hanging out. 
we're at you know a friend's house mm-hmm. and uh and then and then i think everything's easier that way it's easier to pick up on the signs the signs are a lot more obvious whereas out it's they're really subtle just like two seconds of eye contact is your sign and you gotta go for it whereas if you're just hanging out if you're out at, at, at dinner with mutual friends everything's a little easier you can really tell you can pick up on the cues a little better you have more time to talk if you're more introverted like me you have more time to actually get to know somebody mm-hmm. and then take the next step instead of like trying to like yell over the music yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. do you have a specific story or just like in general like that's the it, for you it's like a lot about the context yeah 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 i mean yeah i've always thought that you know especially since i've moved out here that you have to go to this certain place to meet these you know, meet these people you know at a club or at a bar but, like, the girl that I, like, loved and, like, dated for two years, I mean, I think uh, her she came over with her boyfriend to my house to, like, I don't know, just drink beer on the dock. And, and it was just some, like, random situation where I met her, and then, you know, neither of us had any had any expectations of it, and, and I had the time to actually get to know her, and she dumped her loser boyfriend, and, <laughs> and we did it, and we did it for like two years, and, and it was it was really good. So yeah. I wouldn't, you know, yeah. I, I would I would think of every situation where you're comfortable and happy and around cool people to be a situation where you can meet somebody that you can be into. Yeah, for not sure. Not just this very certain type of situation. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense, especially because yeah, I think the the idea of where you meet and how you meet is. Um, I don't know, a lot of the guys that I work with want to be good at approaching. That's, like, something that's important to them, and they feel like they have to be good at approaching in, like, the hardest circumstance, which is Mm -hmm. the club or the bar. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, it's, like, not necessarily true. Like, you don't have to be really good at the cold approach to meet women and have it go well. A lot of times, like, um, yeah, like, I told this story in Girl Talk, but, like, one of the guys I met was on a train, like, we were, it was, I mean, talk about a captive audience. We were on the train for, like, ten fucking hours. Like, there was plenty of time to come up and be like, hey, what book are you reading? Like, how's it going? And there wasn't that pressure of, like, I have to buy you a drink or there's this script that we have to follow, et cetera. And so, nice. um, yeah, I think there's something really powerful about that. And I just, you know, I've been asked out in, like, cafes, and it's been really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be this one situation where where it happens yeah like you said pressure like if there's less pressure then everybody's more inclined to be who they are and i feel like you can have a lot more genuine interaction that way yeah yeah and again even if i'm not interested in the guy like i remember this one guy um this is such a funny story it was in dc i went to a froyo place that's where the action happens (laughs) that's where all the action happens (laughs) and the froyo barista i don't know what do you call them person serving you froyo Fro-rista. the froyo dude um, the frorista um was i think was obviously interested in me and, but he wasn't doing anything about it and so i got my froyo and i was leaving and he chased me out of the store and was like hey it wasn't like it was weird well well anyway he chased me out of the store and he was like hey i really wanted to talk to you back there but i just didn't and um but I think you're really pretty, and I wanted to know if you maybe want to get together. And I totally gave him my number because I was so impressed that he did that. Like, I was so impressed that he managed to actually take the action. Um, and I, it didn't end up going anywhere, like you said, but it made such an impression on me. Like, I felt beautiful, and I felt wanted, and I felt 
excited and I felt awesome. like happy. And so even if it doesn't quote unquote go anywhere, like I just want all the men out there to know that when you do pursue and when you are direct, it feels really good over here. It makes us really happy. And just like we said with girl talk, the trick is like, if we say no, be respectful and take the no and and move on. And don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. It's when, when the no isn't respected, that's when it starts to feel unsafe and creepy and all the bad things. But if I'm approached and I say no and the man's like, okay, that's totally fine. And I still feel like happy and desired and pursued. And I have a ton of respect for that man. He comes across as a man. Like, hey, you went after what you wanted. And just because it didn't work out, that doesn't mean... It's like what you were saying. That doesn't mean... Well, it doesn't mean like this... This isn't going to go anywhere, but I have a lot of respect for you. Like, I look at you now, and I think that's a man. I think that's a gem right there. I think every guy that's listening should take that. Yeah. Run with that. Thank you. Um, So we're going to wrap up, but um, before we do, are there any last sort of words of wisdom that you guys have for other men? in this area. I just I just want to reiterate what Teddy said about like it's fucking hard to approach girls in bars for me personally and I think for a lot of guys. And my word of advice is just like feel good in your in your life and feel confident and do what you would normally do if you don't go to bars and don't expect to go meet a girl at a bar that you don't wouldn't go to anyway. Like just live your life feel good and then these opportunities will come where you can just flirt with girls like my fiance we met at an event that we were both interested in and then i got to know her and then eventually was like i like you and now we're engaged and it wasn't through like going to places that feel awkward for me it was going through things that felt good in my life and i felt good and confident as a man Mm. and i think when that happens there's more of these like magical connections that can happen in the moment Mm. yeah I mean, going off of that, I think after doing this episode, I was just thinking about the last two girls that I've seriously dated. I met the girl that I dated for a year. I met her at a CVS when she bumped her shopping cart into me. And I just immediately, like, jumped on the situation. And, like, the the last girl I dated, seriously, I was walking one way in an intersection. She was going the other, and we traded info. So, like, kind of like what he was saying, like, just be yourself, be happy in your life, like, love yourself, like, be someone that someone would want to be with, and then people will gravitate towards you. And take action. And take action. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's another, yeah, element there. Yeah, and uh, I guess one piece I would like to leave, too, uh, for guys, if you are pursuing and she says no, um, instead of walking away, you can be like, you know what? It's a no, and I totally respect that, and I just want you to know I am really attracted to you. Mm. Because if you, if, you, if you just walk away, you never know. But sometimes if you stay right there in composure and own your truth, it can be the biggest turn-on for a woman. Mm. If you're really owning it because you're going after what you want, obviously you're doing it in a respectful manner, but if you're doing that, yeah, I've had that happen more than once where she said no, but I, but I, I, I still followed up. It's like, hey, you know, I know you're not interested, but I'm still, I, I think you're amazing. And it actually did turn into something. Mm, so, so, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, an interaction between the two people. It's not just like a, you know, cut and dried. Exactly. All the time. Exactly. I think I, I used to have kind of a negative view on what pursuing is. And 
I feel like all the all the douchebags out there kind of ruined it for us good guys. Because, you know, when I go up to a girl, I don't want to I don't want to be just another guy that's trying to get something out of her. Um, you know, I I respect women a lot and almost almost too much to where I'm actually doing them a disservice by not going and pursuing them because instead then some, you know, loser is going to come up to the, come up to them and maybe tell a good joke to her and she's going to laugh and then he's going to get her number and not me and he's actually like not a good person, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh I feel like to all the good guys out there that feel like pursuing is 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 bad, it's it's not true at all. I mean, girls are they're, you know, wanting you to. If, I would like to second that. If you're if you're, <laughs> if you're a good guy and you're respectful, then then you kind of owe it to yourself and you owe it to the girls to kind of make that connection. Yeah, I love it. That's great. That's great to end on. And then I also just want to reiterate uh, what Jack said about um, just literally moving your body. Like if you notice the attraction and you're like, I want to go talk to that girl, like let's say after a meetup event or something, just start moving towards her. Just start moving towards her. You'll come up with something. And if you can't come up with anything, just say, I couldn't come up with anything. But I wanted <laughs> yeah, to talk to you. Totally. I thought I'd come up with something by the time I crossed the room. Didn't come up with anything. But still wanted to talk to you. It's going to work. It's, it's going to work. Like, it's going to work. There's a, there's a great rule that uh, the, the author and speaker, Mel Robbins, came up with. It's called the five-second rule. And she said, um, within five seconds, you move. So, and just count down five, four, three, two, one, and you move. Yeah. And it's really powerful because I use it in other areas of my life. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to get up right now. The alarm's going off. No, mm-hmm. five, four, three, two, one, I'm moving. Yeah. And so, like, even if you're in a situation, you know, just count down yeah. five, four, three, two, one. And at the end of one, I'm moving my feet. Yeah. Or I'm saying something. Yeah. 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 There's um, a lot of the guys that I work with are in their heads a lot and sometimes they'll ask me like how do I get out of my head and I'm like you can't get out of your head you have to get into your body right. like that's mm-hmm. the thing you can't get out of your head you're still you're still in your head trying to get out of your head which is the moving thing I think that that's where it comes in is like that's how you get out of your head you get into your body just move your body and then other things will happen like it's just <laughs> like the first step to get in your body is to like move your body absolutely cool um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up with that. And um, I would love to hear what you guys think of this. And um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to push a survey yet. But if you're not on the list, email me at dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. And I will add you to our email list so that you'll get the surveys when we push them out. Uh, until next time, this is Dear Men signing off. Bye, guys. That wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day.